Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back, everybody. Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. Ryan Roberts is on the scene at the NFL Combine. We've got a lot that we're going to talk about in regards to the NFL draft, uh, particularly an update regarding the Jalen Carter situation. Also going to get some thoughts on uh, Ryan's situation and things that are going down uh, at the NFL Combine. We tried, Ryan. We tried. We only got the 500 likes. I was not able to to make make the trip, not to, not to we, rub we it in too much. We still have time. We still have time. It's not over yet. Well, how am I supposed to drive to for something that's <laughs> going to take me two days if it doesn't get done by the end of today? That's I'm going to get there at the, at the end of the drills on Sunday. Like <laughs> my, my my favorite comments on that thread was Joe. There's a thing called an aeroplane that uh, <laughs> people have invented. That they didn't you, get the bit. They didn't understand the bit. The bit was they that didn't. I tried to book a flight. They were nine hundred dollars, and I was like, okay, this doesn't this doesn't make sense. And the joke was. I will drive, which is outrageous if it got a thousand likes. But uh, you, ca- you call yourself there. you call yourself an NFL draft analyst, man. I'm getting all the scoop and intel here, and you're just sitting in Cali, <laughs> drinking mai tais by the beach, and do whatever the heck you do, man. There, I will be there next year. There were extenuating circumstances that prevented it from from happening, but Ryan, I will be there next year. Um, separate from that, though. You are at the NFL Combine, and you have discussed with me, and you've talked to me. You've already been getting some some scoops, and and we're gonna talk about the biggest headline, obviously, the Jalen Carter stuff towards the end of this. But what have you been hearing? Is there anything that's kind of stood out to you, or just things that in general you want to pay attention to during the week that you're excited to to get caught up on? I mean, it, you know, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of things, honestly, man. Like I went out last night, and it's just. We went to one spot in particular where I just felt like the information was flowing, man, just like flowing out there. But I, I think that the, the cool thing today was that there was some media availability, obviously, right? So you got a chance to talk to some of the defensive linemen, some of the linebackers on the podium. And it, I came away with a lot of tidbits I think are pretty exciting. I, I think the first one, Joe, if I may, mm-hmm. I want you to picture a young Miles Murphy in your in your mind for a second. All right. Picture, picture a miles Murphy in your minds at six foot five, 275 pounds. They asked him miles. What are some calls you have this week? He responded. I want to run four, five, five in the 40 at 275. Five, five. Is he going to run a four, five, five? He said that was his goal, man. Is he wants to run a mid four five at the wow. combine this week? And uh, I mean, if he said it so confidently, I am led to believe that he must be testing in that ballpark, <laughs> like coming up to the event, you know, which he, is just—he's that good of an athlete. I could, I could totally seeing that, see that being a, a realistic possibility for Miles Murphy. I, I think it could happen. I mean, he, he again, man, he was very confident about it. He talked a lot about his body transformation as well, which I thought was super interesting. You know, he, he came to Clemson at 265 pounds. He said that uh, that he got up actually to um, – so, no, he was – yeah, so he was 265. 
during his freshman year, like before his freshman year, because he early enrolled, he got up to 280 pounds, he said. He said, but it was not a good 280 pounds. He said he went from like 12% body, <laughs> 12, 12% body fat to like 18% body fat in one offseason, man, because he was just eating and eating and eating. But now he's back down to he said he's 272 pounds with like 13% body fat right now. So he's had like a little bit of a body transformation over the last couple couple years. And man, if he runs four five five though, I mean, he's not getting out of the top five. I don't think he will. Yeah, no, he's a, a freaky athlete, especially with some of this reshuffling potentially on the on the board. Miles Murphy, strangely, has been kind of discounted with guys like Tyree Wilson, who's not testing, and guys like Lucas Van Ness surging up boards. Uh, what were some of the other rumblings you've kind of been getting, or just things that you've that has caught your attention so far in Indy? I love Nick Herbig from Wisconsin's media availability. Man, he was. He was energetic. He was entertaining. I didn't know much about him other than, you know, he's a Hawaii kid, right? Like he went to St. Louis and the state of Hawaii. You know him and Jordan Batelho for Notre Dame? You know Batelho? Mm-hmm. They were actually teammates at St. Louis in in Hawaii, and they came out the same year, dude. Can you imagine both those dudes screaming off the edge for a high school Dangerous. kid? Like, oh, man. But greatest he – had the, he had the one-liner of the day, Joe. The one-liner of the day. Maybe not actually, because Nolan Smith was like magnificent in his in his openings, um, in his opening conversations. But Nick Nick Herbig was asked, "What is your response?" I think Corey Kennan was one that asked him this actually. He said, "What is your response to people that think that you're too small to play on the edge?" And his response: "Dynamite comes in small packages." That's Ooh. it. It's all he said, man. That's I was a like, spicy oh. answer right there. I like <laughs> yeah, that. man. You, you could tell that he had it prepared. You could tell that it was on his mind. But <laughs> it was great, man. It was great. It was just a one-liner. You know, he said it playfully, but you could tell that like, he's actually like, I'm serious right now. Like, I can do whatever yeah. a team needs for me to do. So I, I thought he was awesome. The other guy that I wanted to highlight because I think that he is a, a player that we've talked about a ton. Diane Henley, who is the linebacker, obviously out of Washington State, former Nevada Wolfpack. Joe, I I, I knew that he was a converted player for, to, from a different position, but I didn't know how crazy this was, man. Do you know the first position that Dion Henley played? Running back, wide receiver. He was a wide receiver. I think he eventually switched to running back, to your points. Then he went to safety, and then into linebacker. I mean, that's utility, man. That's a wild, wild um, transformation as far as positions that he plays. And he would not answer the question about what he's going to run in the 40, but I've heard rumblings that it could be in the 4-4s for Dion Henley. So, yeah. That would be very, very big for Dion Henley, who has been a riser so far during this process. So that one's one's a really – a really fun one to pay attention to. Uh, before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. 
Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially, again, during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's BetOnline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ryan, I want to get to the Jalen Carter stuff, though. I know that we're going to have, first of all, we're going to have individual reactions to all of the stuff that's happening at the Combine. We're going to have day-to-day reactions, so stay tuned for that. That is all going to be coming very, very soon. We do have to address the big news headline that broke on Wednesday, though, because this is going to dominate, I think, possibly the rest of the news cycle throughout the weekend regarding Jalen Carter, who was projected and I think on our show even projected as a possible number one overall pick or at least the number one defensive player to be selected after any of the quarterbacks so the current situation as it is uh after the incident in which one of his Georgia teammates and a Georgia staffer were killed in a car accident there is now a warrant out for his arrest that he was uh racing those individuals and this is all alleged there is innocent until proven guilty obviously but there is now a warrant out for his arrest that he fled the scene because he was racing those individuals and then apparently afterwards lied to the police about his involvement later admitting to it. But it seems like that there might've been alcohol involved and overall. And if I'm missing any details, Ryan, please feel free to fill in on here, but overall a just lack of maturity, a lack of, a lack of strong decision-making and very, very, very concerning situation here for, for, for Jalen Carter. And I think a lot of teams are going to be very careful throughout this process. It was the weirdest moment. I mean, this is my second combine and I haven't been back since 2019, but it was, he was scheduled to, to have media availability at 10 20 Eastern time this morning. It was about 10 Oh two, 10 Oh three. Twitter starts getting flooded with this Jalen Carter stuff, right? Joe. And how they do it at the combine is it's incrementally how these players are put out there is every 20 minutes. So there was a group that's supposed to be at 10, 10 o'clock and there was going to be another group that was at 1020 that Jalen Carter was going to be a part of for 15, 20 minutes. No exaggeration. No one came to the podiums. And I mean, mm. I'm obviously I'm sure, and this is speculation on my part, but you know, this, it, you, you paint, you paint the picture a little bit on this one. I'm sure that there was some stuff happening behind the scenes and probably some conversations of like, hey, guys, like this is happening. Let's leave this conversation alone. We're not going to hit on this. And unfortunately, Jalen Carter was not a part of the uh, media availability today, man. So it was, uh, I mean, first and foremost, you hate when this stuff happens, right? Because at the baseline, Two people died. <laughs> like, yes. L- let's not look past that, right? Like, it's not like people- a racing incident where two guys, four guys got pulled over. People right. died. People yes. died and there was alcohol involved, which just makes it a very, very scary situation. Yeah. Two people lost their lives tragically. And that's 
that's the starting point that we need to mention because they they deserve that. Their families deserve that. That's that's the attention that needs to be talked about because it was a tragedy. And I felt also very badly, very very badly for the players that were in Indianapolis at this meet availability that then had to come out like nothing was happening. Like news wasn't breaking. Like the, this this you know, it's it's just a really because these kids, I mean, I talked about Nick Herbig earlier, right? Mm. Nick Herbig was talking about how he's been prepped for this in his mind his entire life. Like, that's his moments, right? And unfortunately, the players are, you know, inconsequently, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're affected by this. And yeah. then their moment is taken a little bit. But at the core, man, I mean... First and foremost, I think Jalen Carter, after watching the 2022 film of him and Will Anderson, because that's the conversation that's been back and forth of Will Anderson versus Jalen Carter. I think Jalen Carter is the best player in the 2023 draft just from from a pure talent level perspective and impact perspective. Like, that's my opinion. Anytime something like this happens, it's just a shame, man. Like, it really is. Because, look, you made a terrible mistake. You doubled down on that terrible mistake, though, by fleeing the scene and then lying afterwards. It's just not – it's just an all-around bad look at the end of the day. And there's going to be a conversation that needs to happen because, again, like you said, innocent until proven guilty. We'll wait and see all the facts when they come out because they will come out. It it always does. But my initial thought was how does this affect Jalen Carter long-term as far as where is he going to get drafted? Where is he going to get slotted? Is he going to get an opportunity? There's a lot of questions that's kind of hit your minds, but at the at the at the core, at the foundation, Joe, it was a terrible decision. A terrible yeah. decision. It was a it was a tragic moment where people lost their lives and a person that was directly involved in it made a even worse decision than the initial decision, right? And there's a lot that needs to get combed through. There's a lot of questions that are going to be asked. There's a lot of legal actions that are going to be had. Like, there's a lot of stuff here, man, and it is weird to unpack and it's weird to unround, but it's just, it's incredibly unfortunate and sad that a tragedy that we already had to deal with, that Georgia football had to deal with, that these families had to deal with, is now coupled with the fact that, there's another bad decision wrapped on top of an already bad decision that cost people their lives. It's just very unfortunate, man. Yeah. And again, this is all still alleged and everything still needs to be confirmed. Jalen Carter did release a statement in the statement. He says this morning, I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia police department informing me that the two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15th, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make the cert- to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I'll be fully exonerated any criminal wrongdoing. So I, first of all, that's a very lawyer statement, um, PR statement. I don't think that Jalen won't get to play in the NFL. Like Jalen's going to play in the NFL. But I look at two recent examples that are different but can be drawn upon. And I think that in any of these situations, we need precedent to determine how this is all going to play out. So I look one at the Lyle Collins situation, the very talented offensive lineman out of LSU who went undrafted, 
uh, and ended up being a part of the Dallas Cowboys and has been a strong player in the NFL. But that all broke. His situation broke on draft day, around draft day, and that negatively impacted him significantly, but was able to then go on to play an NFL career after everything was fully uh, figured out and investigated and everything was properly determined of what happened in that situation. I think if that's enough for him to go undrafted, I think it's enough for Jalen Carter at the very least for him to lose and fall in the first round at the bare minimum. The other circumstance, Ryan, that I think that makes this very dangerous is what happened with Henry Ruggs a few years ago, which yeah. is not that far removed. We are not that far removed when Henry Ruggs was intoxicated, speeding, and killed somebody because he crashed his car into another individual. And I think that not the same situation, but not that far off. There is going to be a lot of speculation of if Jalen Carter was drinking during this night, what is his maturity? What is his decision-making? Are NFL teams going to be willing to bet on a guy this highly if he has done something this dumb? If, if he did this, again, allegedly did this, if he actually is responsible for doing what is alleged against him, it is a huge, massive red flag in off-the-field decision-making. That is beyond immaturity. So I think that knowing what happened with Henry Ruggs and teams being very careful and afraid of that, a repetition of that, and maybe the, the thing is, too, is that if he hypothetically was drinking, allegedly drinking, and doing all of this, guys who do this stuff don't just stop. You know, guys who make these dumb decisions, and I've been around guys and I play with guys who made dumb decisions like this, they do it consistently. And that's why NFL teams are afraid to draft guys who do one bad thing, especially something like this. So I think both those circumstances are important to play out in this in this situation. Yeah, and, and again, I, you know, I, I'm just not going to jump the gun that quickly, right? And I, I know you're doing the same, right, Joe? Like it's, yes. it's one of those situations where not all the facts are out there. I mean, the one thing that, you know, the statement was very – you know, lawyery, like however you want to phrase it, 100%. I mean, it has to be, though, right? Because there's PR involved, there's agents involved, like all that stuff happens. Jay, I, the one thing that I think we can take from Jalen's statement is that we don't know all the truth. All the truth is not out there. We don't know exactly 100% what happened. We know that what happened afterward, but there's a whole course of actions, action, reaction to – someone losing their life, two people losing their lives. So like what happened in that, what happened in that moment, right? Mm. Is he directly involved? Was he indirectly involved? Is it just a complete accident? Like there's a lot that's going to be involved in this conversation and a lot that we are going to unpack when it finally does, which is why I'm not sitting here and saying, don't draft him. I'm not sitting here and saying he's never going to play in the NFL. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying that what I'm saying is, is that there is a massive red flag there, obviously, right? Even if it was even if it was a bad decision and and you didn't indirectly harm someone, you know, to that degree, right? There's still now teams that are gonna have to sit down and talk deeply with Jalen Carter. Like not just like a quick question, like, hey man, what happened? He gives you an answer and it's like over with. No, like this is a legitimate heart-to-heart conversation that needs to happen if it isn't the worst-case scenario. If it is the worst-case scenario, then, man, this is going to get messy. It's going to get yeah. so messy. And it, and it has to because, again, at the core, people lost their lives. Like, this isn't a small issue. Like, this is a major issue, and there was lying involved. And 
you know, we'll we'll see how everything turns out, yeah. man. Like at the end of the day, but it, it's just very unfortunate. That, very unfortunate. That's the key thing. I just want to reiterate there is that like my thoughts in bringing this up and like I, I I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, and I'm also not a part of this ongoing investigation, so we don't have all this information. So just assuming these are assumptions based off of what and how NFL teams have reacted. I'm hoping that he gets cleared. I'm hoping that everything goes well because he's a very talented football player. It's not like we're talking about a guy who. Uh, was maybe a first rounder. This is a guy who was in contention for the first overall pick. I think he, I'm very excited for his NFL career, but yeah. he has a lot, a lot that he has to now go through during his job interview process, which is just terrible. It's 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 terrible for him that he has to deal uh, with everything that was going on and all this, and now that is impacting his potential NFL dream. But uh, I just I hope that whatever ends up coming of this, that it is thoroughly done. The process is thoroughly done, and that the correct information is released and properly out there. Because again, to your point, this is just, there's a lot of question marks still There's a lot of yeah. question marks, but as it looks for face value, it's extremely concerning from a prospect standpoint. Yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, it, this is a damaging crippling. Like there's a lot of words that you can use. If this is the worst case scenario, even if it's not the worst case scenario, there's still, it's still going to have a lot of hurdles and there's still going to be a fall. That's going to happen just got to get to the bottom of it at the end of the day. And it's, it's a shame that we are sitting here now on what's this March 1st. Is that, was that where we are right now? Yeah. We're on March 1st, which is less than two months away from draft day now in late in you know, the late end of, of April. And there's a lot of uncertainty now. And the worst thing too, Joe, is that timing wise, timing wise, are we going to get all the facts by the time April comes around? Or is is this going to be something that's going to be understood and you know have a resolution by draft day? I don't think it is. No. You know, like it, investigations why I never happen gonna, this quick. Never. I, I, that's why I'm wary that it's it, it's going to hurt him because even if no matter what, like even if he's cleared, again everything's all alleged. If he's cleared, yeah. I, there's no way that it's going to be done in the next month and a half. Exactly. Exactly. Because those 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 take time, man. They do. I mean, there's multiple sides and there's investigating and there's, you know, there's just going through the legal system in general. It takes forever. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of where it is. So it, it's we're not going to have a resolution. So, my, I mean, the biggest question then in, in that fact is if we do not have a resolution, we don't have a better understanding. Is the team willing to draft him? Right. Like, are you with that over his head? Without having a resolution firmly impact and to like it's it's the unknown right now and without knowing a hundred percent where are you comfortable drafting him are you comfortable drafting him I I don't know the answer to that it's it's a tough call it's a tough call right now yeah we'll find out how things play out and we've got more coming up on this show uh, throughout the weekend but uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in hopefully the rest of the combine news is a little bit more entertaining and, and a little bit we can turn the page on this and just let it play out and then eventually react to uh whatever the the final resolution is but the nfl combine is coming up so stay tuned for more coverage coming your way at joe DeLeo and at rise and draft we'll be back Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.